Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast that covers the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life here in the Ozarks. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. I'm excited to be with you guys today because I'm sitting in front of, and of course, you guys know that those of you that listen to this podcast, it's been a minute since I've been in front of a bunch of guests for the podcast. Everything's been virtual, whether through a couple of different programs that I use online to interview people, but it's nice being in front of living, breathing human beings in front of me. And these guys are really special because um, they actually had me on their podcast, which I will put in the show notes once that episode comes out. But I am here today at Go Rogue X up in the beautiful Bentonville. It's 70 degrees today. This is as it's recorded. It's November 3rd. For those of you that are in the States that are listening to this, not that there are people outside of the States, but if you are, this is election day. And this is a big deal here in the United States of America. If you've been on, under a rock, anywhere, 
you know that today is a big deal more so than any other time because it's our national presidential election. So I don't know what the end of this day will bring, but as of right now, as we're recording this, we're going to have some fun with these guys. So I'm here with Brian Fitton and Lauren Lewis, and these guys run Go Rogue X, and they are just an outstanding organization that does actually a lot of the same things that I do. But again, you know, they even have taken it to a whole nother level because they involve video. They do a lot of work with the community and we're going to learn more about them today. And I actually met Brian directly through my involvement with Startup Junkie and their 1 Million Cups program. Startup Junkie invited me to be on there. I was like, 1 Million Cups, what, do you, what is this all about? And I had heard of it, but I wasn't as familiar with it, but it was an outstanding program. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well that I think you guys would like to watch. And, and I, I kind of tell my story on that particular show, which was a video that, you know, that has been made available and been watched by quite a few people. But Brian is the guy behind the scenes there with Startup Junkie that puts it all together, does amazing videos, does amazing podcasting. And I said, you know, we got to get you on the show. So he's here today. So Brian, Lauren, how are you guys doing? So good. I'm good. excited about yeah. this. Yeah. Good, good, good. I know it's a long intro, but I wanted to I wanted to kind of warm up the crowd and, and make sure that everybody is understands what's going on. But I think it's important though, because and the reason why I'm really excited to do this episode is because, you know, there is a whole new ecosystem of creators in Northwest Arkansas. You guys are part of that. I'm part of that. There are other people that are part of it that are really making headway and doing some things that haven't been the traditional focus, you know, for new media, for some of the different ways that people are creating and putting information out there. And, you know, I'm really impressed with your operation. So I wanted to just sit down with you guys and learn more about, you know, what Go Rogue X is all about and how you guys are cornering your little slice of the market here in Northwest Arkansas and kind of what you see for the future. So, but as my audience knows, we always start off with this and this is it because I have two people in front of me. I got to get two <laughs> superhero origin stories. So Brian, I'm going to let the lady go first. Oh, oh there we go. There so, we go. Lauren, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> okay. Why don't you tell us, just give us the cliff note version of your superhero origin story and how did you get to be here at Rogue X? That is an interesting story. <laughs> so I got into social media management and working for a chiropractic clinic in Fayetteville, cool. which was really fun. Kind of got... Um, me interested in social media and kind of all those things that go with that. I started, uh, have a background in writing. And so I started doing some blogging actually for Brian and he continued to find work for me and continued to find work for me. <laughs> <laughs> and slowly I started building up quite an invoice and Brian was like, maybe we should create a position for you. And so in January of, I guess it was 2019, I came on as his project manager and the business was a lot smaller back then, very different from it is now. And we feel like it changes about every four months. It's a completely different business at this moment. And then probably at the beginning of 2020, I would say, is when I really moved into, we realized I wasn't really acting as a project manager. And so I moved into being more of the director of operations here. So I had to run, as Brian says, I'm director of the stuff. Right. <laughs> so I really help with our clients and our contractors. That's really where my passion is building out just the dream team and getting them an opportunity to make really cool stuff and get it displayed through our clients. Wow. That's awesome. Did you ever imagine when you were working with that chiropractor that you'd be getting heavily involved with podcasting and videos? No, <laughs> definitely not. I mean, I did have a small background. I did get a chance. I'm a licensed high school teacher. And so I actually got to teach TV broadcasting. Oh, cool. So it was really cool that I had this background because when I started for Brian, I actually knew the vernacular he was talking about. Now, I wasn't a pro. And Brian knows that. 
But I at least knew what he was talking about when he asked, you know, let me put some B-roll. And I was like, oh, I know what that is. You right. know, I could help him. And I knew like Final Cut Pro and I could edit a little bit. So right. Right. it helped a lot. You knew enough to be dangerous. Very much exactly. so. Very much so. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I love that. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad you're here. And, you know, as I say, anybody starting a business and Brian, I'm sure you can attribute to this. You, you always have to have people in your corner that can really help you out. So I'm sure that he appreciates having you there to kind of do that because I'm always and I'm a solo I'm a solo shop and I do have some assistance. I have a, a virtual assistant that is in Jamaica and I have two assistants in the Philippines. So I'm not totally by myself, but these guys are separated from me. Sure. I don't see them every day like Brian gets to see you. Yeah. So there's that benefit there. And I mean, you have a bigger team. I mean, it's not just you, it's other right. folks here. And I've been really impressed with your operation. And so I want to kind of applaud you guys for what you've done. And now you're kind of creating your own little niche. And so, Brian, I would love for you to, in that vein, tell us a little bit about you and how you ended up here. And also, where can I get Onyx hat like that one that you're sporting <laughs> today? He's got one of those cool snapback Onyx hats and it's I love Onyx and they've been on they've been a guest on the podcast a few times. But no, seriously though, why don't, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about who Brian is? Well, I wear a lot of hats. Literally. <laughs> no in, pun intended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So back oh goodness. Let's start back. So I've actually been in the corporate world for most well, all of my career and always had this desire to do something outside. And I've been kind of a creative photographer video for over 10 plus years and never really found my niche in that space. Just always enjoyed it and always enjoyed creating. And then in 2014, Eric Henson, owner and CEO of Explainify, which they make explainer videos online. Some of their clients are like Expedia and they've worked some with Walmart and different different bigger organizations. He approached me, we got to talk, we were friends and we were kind of going through some, he was going through some business changes as well. And he said, man, I just, I need to get better about getting out in the community and talking with people. And I said, I've always wanted a podcast, you know, a podcast was some, becoming part of my life. And so we started just a once a month episode where we interviewed people in Northwest Arkansas, actually similar to what you're doing more in the kind of tech niche, yeah. right? And so just really not having any expectations other than just getting in front of people and getting to know the community and, and stuff up here. And so that played out for a while, but that really got the bug for me. And so I started several, my wife actually, she has a pretty successful podcast called The Adoptive Mom. And she is about to hit, well, she just hit her 90,000 downloads close mm -hmm. to that. Yeah. And she's only had that a few years. And so she, that really helped fuel me because I started to get into the marketing stuff with her and really started to see it take off and her Facebook group and all the things and ways she was helping the community. And so it always kind of, I always wanted to do more of that. And so in 2018, I've, I've had several business serial entrepreneur still working within the corporate world, having all these side hustles. And, and so anyway, 2019 kind of took off with Go Rogue X and Lauren, I was, we were kind of, like she said, giving her quite a bit of work. And then all of a sudden we, I realized that working my full-time job, I needed that help and I wasn't quite ready to make the jump. And so we built it up to Essentially, this year I was able to go full time from 14 years in the corporate world to now doing this full time and adjusting that schedule. Not so many nights and weekends, right. which is nice, but also just that journey has just taught me so much. And you said at the beginning, you need help in these situations. And I'm very blessed to have the team of creatives around me, the team of people that have, you know, we contract out, we work with friends, we, you know, it's just been a great community of people to really help build this organization. So. Man. Yeah. I love hearing that. It just, it kind of gives me goosebumps just, you know, hearing your story about making that transition. I would love for you just to kind of expand upon 
you know, what it meant for you to leave corporate America. Because when you think about Northwest Arkansas, this is a very corporate environment, right? You know, you've got all these major companies that are here, Walmart, Tyson, J.B. Hunt, the list goes on and on. And and then, of course, you have all the residual companies that are attached to Walmart. Yeah. But tell me what it was like for you making that jump. I know some people listening, and while this podcast isn't hyper-focused on people starting a business, we do want to promote and celebrate that. And so I'd love for you just to kind of tell kind of, you know, making that mental leap from corporate America to doing this, right? Because the one thing that I have learned in running my own business, which I've been doing for a number of years now, is that you're always on, Yeah. which is, you know, when you work for a company, you can turn it on, you can turn it off. But with this, you're always on. Yeah. So yeah. I'd love for you just to kind of expand upon that just a little bit and kind of share with the audience what it means to take your side hustle to become your main hustle. Yeah, that's. I think we're still figuring that out. <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. It's a it's a day-to-day process, obviously. But yeah, I think just getting prepared, Lauren, has, again, has helped with that of making that transition easy and what it looks like for finances, right? Of going from a six-figure corporate job that I worked in for 14 years and actually really enjoyed the job. It was a little bit of a bittersweet moment because my the company took care of me. It was great, but it also, the flexibility of my schedule allowed me to kind of build this business. And so it was, uh, I would say, I think Dave Ramsey made this quote, it's like, get to 80% of your salary, and then, then you feel comfortable enough to jump. And so I felt like there was a moment where we'll never have enough in savings, we'll never have enough stuff right. planned out. And right. it just, I wanted to honor the company I worked for without, you know, being a, a bad employee and having my focus so much on the business. And so at that moment, I really realized that my integrity, my character, I was like, even though I don't fully feel like I'm ready to make this jump. I just needed to do that. And, and I haven't regretted it. It's been great. It's been, we've had an, an influx of work. It's definitely hit me like a, a, a some type of hurricane, I will say that, just because there's all new stresses, right? Yeah. Coming yeah. out of that security. But then also, it's been fun. It's been a blast. And the new stresses have, we've definitely dealt with them in, in the ways that we can and planning out the future and building a team and building vision casting, all the things to make a company work is definitely, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, you actually bring up a really good point there because I think a lot of times I've at least I have found and maybe you can correct me if you think it's maybe different for you, but when I'm working with a lot of companies that I've done work with, when I made the transition to focusing on this full time and they saw it, they all of a sudden all this new work just showed up yeah. that I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Cuz before it was like, oh, well, you know, Brian, you know, he's kind of doing this, but he's also working full time, so I'm not going to really throw much on his plate. And then all of a sudden once you kind of throw it out there and put it out into the universe that, hey, I'm doing this full time now. This is how I'm going to feed my family. All of a sudden, things start you know, opening up and you're like, oh my God, I didn't realize this was all there. Yeah. And would you agree with that? I would. Yeah. And just a simple fact too, I think, especially in our community up here, people want to help you. And so all of a sudden, it's like, we've been talking about this stuff for years. Startup Junkie was a, a phenomenal partner of ours too, and, and really promoting us within the community. And so there was a lot of me just asking him like, hey, this is, I'm going full time. And you several people we've talked to and, and they're like, okay, yeah, hey, let's do this. Let's make this happen. We've been needing this. And so let's, let's actually go for this. And so that, that has actually helped saying, hey, I'm full time. It has allowed me to create more content. People that I don't even know have been following us for years and just saying, hey, it's great to see you go full time. I'm like, I didn't even know you're out there even right. paying attention, you <laughs> yeah, know? So yeah. it's been super encouraging. Oh, that's good. I love that. So tell me what has, you know, I, you started off with podcasting, and I, I'd like to make that the focal point of this because, I mean, we're both fellow podcasters. It's, it's still a new medium 
Yeah. You know, yeah. I talk about this a lot. I, I just did a, a big training on for Podcast Movement, which was one of the largest uh, podcast programs yeah, that's put on every movement. year. Yeah, it's yeah. a great program. And I know you've been down to PodFest mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things with the word pod at the beginning yeah. of it. But talk about just what podcasting has meant for you and how it's giving you a platform to kind of tell your story and to tell other people's stories. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I personally love podcasting because it's such an intimate connection with your listener, right? Right now, somebody is listening to us, you know, in your ears and actually you either either walking the dog or out for a jog or driving in your car, whatever it is, right? There's such an intimate connection with the host and storytelling. And there's so many things that I just love about podcasting in general that the traditional mediums don't really have, right? And so we've been able to kind of work that in with the video aspect, me being more of a video photographer guy, and then just mixing in my knowledge. I mean, I've learned stuff from you, Randy, too, about podcasting, because it is that. Like, I'm, I don't feel like I'm the expert in that area necessarily, but it's definitely been fun to kind of include in, in this video storytelling process that I think, especially with businesses, they are just not tapping into as much as they need to, right? right? And so they're not taking advantage of that. And everybody thinks podcasting, well, Serial was phenomenal, right? Exactly. Um, big Pat, fin- Pat Flynn fan that I am, too. Mm-hmm. And I know that you, you know Pat. And so being able to take that knowledge and information that they're giving and be able to, to launch either some different products or you know whatever we're doing. like There's so many things you can do with podcasting. And just it's a phenomenal community of people. Yeah. Talk yeah. about you know podcast movement or podfest. I mean, we just felt like that's family. It's so, such a small world, but it's been so much fun. Well, yeah, the podcast community reminds me a lot of just the Northwest Arkansas community. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that this is a giving place. I say it all the time. I know I sound like a broken record, but now wait, are you both from here, from here? Are you both like, would you consider yourselves locals? Would you, Lauren? Would you I consider? don't think so. <laughs> I grew up in Little Rock and then moved in college and stayed. Okay. Yeah. You never came, you never went back to central Arkansas because people always ask me, how far are you from Little Rock? And I'm like, well, I'm actually closer to Tulsa than I am to Little yeah. Rock. You yeah. know, as the crow flies, I'm a little bit closer and it's just different. It it's really very is. very different. So, They're working on it to make it a lot they are, better. They are. But it's they nothing are. compared to Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. Nobody ever says, keep it funky, Little Rock. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> they that do. Say, true. <laughs> yeah. So what about you, Brian? Fort Smith originally. Okay. So just, okay. just right down the road. Yeah. River, yeah. River Valley. River Valley yeah. area. I, I grew up, was born there, grew up there. And then when I got into the corporate world, I moved across the United States, but then came back here to start a family. And That's cool. That. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. For people that aren't, for the uninitiated that, that are just listening to this, maybe thinking about moving to Northwest Arkansas, the River Valley is kind of like, those are where our cousins live down about yeah. 30 miles down the road from Fayetteville. And the difference in weather can be like 10 or 15 degrees, oh, especially absolutely. in the summertime. Because I'm always, you know, in our news shows the weather both like in the mountains, which would be Fayetteville and the rest of Northwest Arkansas. And then it has the River Valley. And so <laughs> yeah. anything Fort Smith and below, you can see a, a huge difference in weather. Yep. And then as you keep going further south, it makes that, you know, it's, I think that's really interesting. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I love it up here, too. I mean, that's just even the past five, 10 years, it's changed dramatically. And so. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's great. I, I love hearing that. And I love kind of just explaining to people the differences between these areas, right? Because people think, every, everybody thinks that Little Rock and Fayetteville are right near each other yeah. or, you know, or they, <laughs> they just geographically, you just yeah. don't know about the state. And yeah. that's the thing that I've learned as, and, and obviously I'm the newest guy in, on the block compared to you guys. You guys are lifers. You've been here all your life. And the funny thing, and I've told this story before, but when I was in third grade, 
I was asked, we each kid, and there weren't 50 kids in the classroom, but each kid was asked to choose a state and you were going to do a 3D model of the state. This was a big deal back in the day. I'm a little older than you guys, but I was eight. So that was what, 43 years ago. And I remember my third grade teacher asking me to do it. And she said, well, what state do you want to do? And guess what state I chose? Chose Arkansas. I chose Arkansas. <laughs> and I that's... still have that 3D model. Whoa. Yeah. That's it's in awesome. my mom's. It's in my mom's house. She still has it. And it was funny because that was the first that I really learned about the Ozarks. Yeah, yeah. And and then you look at it, it's almost kind of prophetic. If you believe in those things, it's kind of prophetic that, yeah. wow, you know, a long time ago as a kid that I put this out there and into the universe. And right. then, you know, here, you are. here I am, you know, <laughs> I'm here. And six years later, I'm, I'm loving life in the Ozarks. And, you know, if you had told me 10 years ago, you're going to be living in Arkansas, I would have been like. The hell You're I am. There's no, way. There's no way. I mean, I lived out. I was talking to one of your colleagues and we both share mutual respect for the Bay Area. And I mean, I, I just I've been all over the world, but I got to tell people all the time, don't judge it until you've come here and tried yeah. it. Yeah. Is it. Am I right about that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's we were on really with me moving here. I was like on the fence at that point. I was like, ah, you know, maybe maybe I'll stay here a few years. And then, you know, I'd actually like to be in the Pacific Northwest. That's where I have a lot of friends and and kind of grew up going it's out beautiful there. Up there. It's so beautiful. Absolutely. And so that was kind of my plan. And then when we got here and then again, started kind of my, my family, me and my wife. And, and I just, it was just kind of like, well, we don't want to really want to go anywhere. I right. mean, it has everything that we need here. Amazing community and people and businesses and everything seems to be, you know, thriving. And even if it wasn't at the scale that it is, it's still just an amazing place to be. It so. is. It really is. So, so tell me when you're not working, when you're not busy learning all the new things, the nuances of video or keeping up as I like to do with the latest technology, yeah. you know, what do you guys like to do here in Northwest Arkansas that really kind of sets it apart for you? Oh man. One of my favorite activities and um, my college roommate from U of A is still here. Yep. And so we actually both moved away and then we both came back. <laughs> <laughs> we love to try all the breakfast places in across Northwest Arkansas from Fayetteville up to Bentonville. Okay. And so that's one of our favorite things to do. And I, I've enjoyed, there's always new businesses, which I love about Northwest Arkansas is there's new places always sprouting up. And right. so there's always ample opportunity for that. And I love supporting local businesses or going to the farmer's market. That's definitely a fave of ours. But I mean, I just enjoy particularly, I know the Waltons have definitely poured their heart and soul into this community. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love being in the Bentonville area with Crystal Bridges and the Amazium for my kids. And just, I'm very excited about the project they just announced about the giant playscape that they're going to do outdoors as right. a connection with Crystal Bridges. Yeah. Can't wait for my boys to be able to play on that. I know. <laughs> and that's kind of, it's, it's kind of along the same lines as, uh, what is it, the landing in Tulsa? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just an outdoor park that's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, I think it was voted like best park in the country. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty like our kid, <laughs> you take your kids there. They're not going to want to leave. So right, just, right. I'm just putting it out there. So, OK, well, that's cool. So I like that. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to fine. favorite breakfast spot or I, does it rotate? <laughs> it does kind of depend. But I will say one of my favorite places in college was the Little Bread Company. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. such a hole in the wall yeah, place. Yeah. And um, they also have these cream puffs that are about as big as your head, um, <laughs> which is really awesome. But then recently, like kind of new kid on the block would be probably the Buttered Biscuit, which they've opened you mm -hmm. know, three locations. Mm -hmm. But they've done a phenomenal job. 
I hated that they opened their newest location right as COVID hit. Right, right. Uh, we actually got to interview the owners and it's just really cool to hear them pouring their heart into this community and yeah. really their desire for just an amazing breakfast place, but also like a coffee place, a place for meetings and I've just really enjoyed having brunch with a lot of different women or for meetings, and it's been fantastic. It's good. There's nothing like a good breakfast spot, and that's one of my favorites. I, I also like the Farmer's Table, yes, which is really good. But uh, but yeah, Little Bird Company is excellent. That's in Fayetteville. Butter Biscuit has, uh, how, they have three locations. Mm-hmm. Where are their, those locations? They have two in Bentonville, like one on Moverly right. and then off of Airport Regional Road. Sure. And then they have one in Springdale. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So good. And we'll put that information in the show notes. So Brian, what about you? Oh, man. You look like well, you like to eat. I do. <laughs> no, and I don't mean it like that way because I look like I like to eat too. So trust me, I'm not missing any meals. So, but uh, I take no offense. No. And I do enjoy some good breakfast. <laughs> Actually, Butter Biscuit is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the, uh, so <laughs> it's kind of crazy with us. I was trying to think of hobbies and stuff we do around. And mm-hmm. it seems like work kind of consumes yeah. my life a little too much. And I let it as well. But uh, one thing that we we really enjoy about Northwest Arkansas is the nonprofits up mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So I've been actually honored to be on the board of a nonprofit, uh, specifically around adoption, foster care, and that's kind of you know we were foster parents and and adopted through that my wife and I, and so that has always held a place in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so being able to get connected with more nonprofit, there are just so many up here that have amazing missions, right? And ways to to get involved and and volunteer and stuff like that. And so. I would say just even that, that community of people. And there's just so many generous people up here. You talk about the Waltons investing in Northwest Arkansas. That has only fueled more generosity, I think, up here as well. And so I've really seen a lot of the nonprofits kind of thrive in that space. But on the fun side, I will say mountain biking. I used to do that before I had kids up here. That was a lot of fun. Once we had kids, that kind of slowed down. But now they're kind of getting to where they can get, you know, riding again. So I've been doing some trail riding and stuff with my friends and that's, you can't talk like about it. it enough, yeah, up here. So I still like I feel like I feel like I'm still like a newbie when it comes to all. I mean, just the expansion of the trail system oh, and the ridiculous. greenway and everything had just even the past couple of years has it's been so good. You I mean you can ride over a hundred miles on the trail Easy. system easily. Yeah. And yeah. I, I took my youngest, I have a ten year old and he's very athletic and I took him out on a bike ride with me probably about a month ago and we we rode the greenway. I took him like towards Dixon and back to our house from where we live and you know, it's pretty much trail the whole way, some brand new trail coming from Gully Park, but uh, in Fayetteville. And uh, he rode 11 miles with me on wow, that. Wow, yeah. Know? And he's only 10, so. And he, <laughs> he had he had more gas in the tank when yeah. he was done, but I was <laughs> I was impressed. But, you know, those are the kind of things that you can do around here, you know, that make it special. And of course, up yeah. here, we're not far from the A Street Market. And then right across from the A Street Market is a, looks like a little mountain bike, little, like, Park. Oh, like an input. Yeah. yeah. And they, yeah, it's got I like have, a yeah. kind of like a little pump track and some other stuff oh, there. Yeah. And I was looking, I was like, man, I got to bring the kids over here because, you know, we'll go have lunch at the A Street Market and then get mm-hmm. on our mountain bikes. And, you know, it's funny because mountain biking is actually even more pronounced up here in Bentonville than it is down in uh, Fayetteville. Oh, really? And, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. when you think of it, because, you, you know, I ride with a lot of guys and, and gals and we're more on road bikes mm-hmm. up here. There's more of a mountain bike culture. I mean, it is. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, but yeah. it's, it's just because, and somebody said to me, well, it's because anywhere I live in Bentonville, I can just ride a, a couple of blocks and I can jump on a trail somewhere. Yeah, that's true. And, and we don't necessarily, we're not afforded that. We can jump on the Greenway. We can go on the Razorback mm-hmm. Greenway, but we don't have like, like a bunch of mountain bike trails. Yeah. Now we do have some gravel dry riding mm-hmm. that we can do. And so there's a, there's a lot that's happening 
but this there's just a huge bike culture in Northwest Arkansas, and yeah. it's a lot of fun. Oh, so, so good. So yeah, good. it is a lot of fun. So tell me a little bit more about Go Rogue X and where are you guys going with this and, and what does the future hold for you? I mean, and I'm actually asking this with anticipation because I get excited when I see other people doing what I do because it gives me ideas and it informs some of the directions that I want to go. And not that I want to copy anybody, but imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. And, oh, you yeah, know, you yeah. can't capture the whole market. I can't capture the yeah. whole market. We're all out here doing the same thing, yeah. supporting each other. But I would love for you to kind of share, you know, where you where you see things going and, and you know, what's next. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think in the, specifically in the photographer video community, there is the abundance of work has always been a focus. And so I've really tried to take that into this world as well. Like podcasting is such a, a niche market, but it really is one of those things of like with us specifically, we have focused more on specifically the B2B side. So businesses having podcasts, mm-hmm. putting a face with their brand. So video marketing specifically is really overwhelming, whether that be for a small business, medium size, or, or a large organization. Not knowing exactly what to do can be really a daunting task. And yeah. so what we've tried to do is really take that and make it pretty simple for our clients. And so one thing that we do, like I said, we focus on the video, but we're, we follow a lot of the Gary Vee content model, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of repurposing. So taking basically that pillar piece of content and then breaking it up over multiple areas and really tailoring the content to fit whatever platform it is, right? right? So if you're on Instagram, you're not really consuming content like you would on LinkedIn right. or on TikTok or whatever it is. And so we really have tried to tailor that content specifically for that audience, guide our clients through this process to where, yes, they do have a podcast, but there is more of a heavy focus on the video aspect. Would, yeah. you, would you agree? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think we've just realized that there are just so many businesses out there that just don't have the time that they need to devote on their social media channels. They know they need to do it. Right. As well as they want to have a podcast and a lot of them will record a podcast and then that's all they do. And we realize there's so much more that you can do with that and that no one will find out about your podcast if you don't develop some content to go with it. And so we really help them to be able to strategize around their podcast and getting the word out and then saving them time by helping develop that strategy and posting content for them as well. Yeah. And I think it's important. And I'm just going to interject here and just share. And I know you guys understand this, but I think it's important for anybody listening to this that you don't necessarily create a podcast that you think the masses are going to gravitate towards, yeah. right? You're not. I mean, it's it's very rare that somebody you're going you're gonna to turn around tomorrow and your podcast is going to be as popular as Joe Rogan's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just using him as one example. But there's so many others out there where, you know, where they... They're not talking about downloads in the hundreds or, you know, or the thousands. I mean, they're talking about the millions per episode. And so the reality is, is that that that's probably not in your car, in the cards for you, but you have a story to tell and there are people that want to hear that story. So whether it's five, 15 or 1500, Mm -hmm. that story needs to be told. And podcasting, I think personally, and this is just me talking, is probably one of the best formats and platforms to do it. Absolutely. No, I 100% agree with you. (laughs) And But I think it's getting, I think the expectation for a lot of people starting podcasts is just that, like, well, I want to be the next Joe Rogan or something like that. And we we deal with a lot of clients who are in a very small industry or something like that. And I we have one client that's actually very successful in kind of a construction services niche. And so it is kind of funny because it's like, 
you know, several hundred downloads per episode is actually really good. Oh, absolutely. Because that that market is in and of itself is only a few thousand people. Yeah. So if yeah. you're, you know, tapping into to even a small percentage of that, you're doing a great job. And so I think you really do have to look at that like what is the size of my audience to begin with right. rather than what are my downloads and am, yeah. is that success to me? And I, I think you hit on it before too. We've talked about it, like success should not be the downloads. It should be the impact that you're making, making sure your voice is heard and your story is told. Or if you're highlighting other people, which is what you do, Randy, of being able to say, hey, I want to promote you and what you're doing, right. which is just so valuable. No, it is. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And, and you know, it's so funny. I had that conversation with a client because I do something very similar exclusively on the podcasting side where I help clients kind of get their get their voice out there and tell their story because we all have one to tell. But, you know, I had to break it down because she was so caught up with her analytics on Buzzsprout. And, you know, she was thinking purely as a marketer, purely from an analytics standpoint. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. don't look at that. Yeah. <laughs> and I had like a come to Jesus conversation with her when I broke it down. And at the end, she just she said, that makes total sense. Yeah. It makes total sense. And then when she started looking at it differently, and then I started breaking down the whole Gary V model, which I will I will put a link to, you're referring to that PDF that he put out, which is probably one of his best known PDFs. Oh, yeah. That yeah. PDF was amazing because honestly, he just kind of laid the cupboards bare. And that's the thing I like about Gary V. I mean, I've met him a few times. He's a really solid dude, but he just puts it out there. There's nothing, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't hold something back with one hand behind his back, like, I'm going to give you this, but this is what I'm going to charge you for. He's giving you all the goods up front, which is what I love. And I think that even if half the companies out there would take some of that stuff to heart, it would be transformational. Oh, absolutely. They need to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Going forward. That's, I think you're, I mean, we're living in one of the biggest communication shifts in 500 years. Huge. And, And so going forward, I mean, so many businesses, if they don't jump on this train of, hey, I have to change what we're doing when it comes to connecting with people because spending you know thousands or millions on TV ads is just not cutting it anymore. Mm-hmm. And no. so trying to make that personal connection with your customer or your client or potential, whatever it is, like it has to be done differently. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, there's, there's real value in that. And I, I'm excited to see how this you know market transforms you know, in the next yeah. few years. I think I, I shared with you before, that um, 50% of all search is voice right now in yeah. 2020, but it's going to be 100% by 2025. That's less than five years That's from now. Crazy. So yeah, it is crazy. So I think it's huge because you put yourself in a really good position to kind of share your information with the widest audience possible on multiple platforms. And yeah. in the marketing world, they call that the omni-channel approach, right? Yeah. Is that yeah. what it is where you're like a little bit of everywhere? You're, yeah. you're, you're kind of here, you're there. I mean, people know you and and uh, that kind of be everywhere mentality actually serves a good purpose. It really does. And I just even referencing back to Pat Flynn, but he talked about jumping into two channels first, right. mastering those and then going. So I don't want it to sound like if you're not everywhere all the time, then right. you, you yeah, know you're not yeah, doing it yeah. right. But good... it is one of those things that find out where, where your audience is, but don't neglect where they could be right. as well, right? Because yeah. there are so many CEOs and executives who you know, only dealing LinkedIn on the business world. But guess what? They have Facebook, they have Instagram, TikTok, TikTok, right? And so if all of a sudden you're popping up in their feed consistently, that could mean potential business or not. I I go in the business route, but a listener for somebody, you know, your podcast is designed for that audience could be in other places you don't even know about. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And that's a good point. It's funny because I really, I take it a time to learn different platforms. I don't know about you guys. Even when I'm not doing anything in it, I just watch. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what Gary Vaynerchuk yeah. talks about. Yeah. Just look, look and see what people are doing, what's yep. working, what isn't working, what has traction, what doesn't. Like I've been playing around lately. I don't know what you guys think about it, but 
Instagram now has Reels, which is pretty much their version of TikTok. Yeah, yeah. And I've used it to great effect in a very short period of time. Yeah. But I'm just playing with it. I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, I'm trying to reach this person or that. I'm just having fun. Like I did like a silly video with um, some background music from from the Beatles uh, last Friday. And literally I was on a walk, a four, uh, it was a four mile walk. So I can do that walk in about a little less than an hour. I posted that 10 minutes into my walk. By the time the hour was up, that video had 1,900 views. Goodness. That's insane. Yeah. That means that 1,900 eyeballs were on that video in the span of me walking on my four-mile walk in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. And the simple fact, too, of like most people don't. If if a new platform comes out with a feature and they're highlighting that and they're trying to get you to use it, use that feature. Exactly. Like whatever you got to do to figure that out, <laughs> use that feature because they're going to push that like crazy yeah. because they want to see what it can do too. And so taking advantage of that organic reach. I love that. Well, you posted a reel too after recording with us, yeah, which absolutely. I really appreciated. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, well, yeah. this from Randy. And yeah. so we shared it as well. Yeah, well so that, one our got, audience that one got almost, I think it's got up to almost 800 views by yeah, now, yeah, right? So people huge. heard me say, go Rogue X. They heard yeah. me talk about it. And <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's, I mean, that's what it's all about. I know a lot of people in the traditional marketing space, they kind of like, well, you know, if I can't see it, if it's not in a newspaper, if I can't see it in a magazine tear out, then, you know, it's not the same to me. And I'm just like, it's just a whole different mindset nowadays. Absolutely. And I just really look at how my kids consume information. I mean, my kids don't watch regular TV at all. Or even if it's on, they're not paying attention to any kind no. of commercials or anything. It's going YouTube. Yeah. They've got their favorite people. Of course, for those of you that are, that don't know, Mr. Beast is oh, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> My is. kids love Mr. Beast. He's actually a really good dude. I mean, he's like, he's got an, I don't he know. He seems like it, yeah. He's got a really amazing story. You know, he has Crohn's disease. I don't think and I knew that. Yeah. He has, wow. he has some physical ailments that really cha- have challenged him. But he basically overnight, I mean, he's got like 40 million YouTube followers, which is huge. It's insane. And because he's able to make so much money, he gives so much away. And he's up there with PewDiePie in terms of the amount of money that he generates on YouTube between him and Evan Tube and which is the young kid that unboxes a lot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then there's that kid who does a bunch of stuff with his dad where where they will it break and all this cutting things yeah, open exactly. and all I mean, stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, yeah. it's just so many people like my kid follows this this young soccer kid in the UK and it's called Tekker's kid and he just follows him because my son plays a lot of soccer and this kid plays soccer. So they they've got these affinities, yeah. but I mean, there's just I mean, the world's gotten a lot smaller because of this social media because yeah. of the fact that we can get between people's ears with the podcast, with these videos and we can get much more I would say granular mm-hmm. in our ability to affect affect our fellow man and woman. So I think it's really interesting, and I think the future is really bright as far as that's concerned. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's just, it, it, we've been given so many opportunities to connect, and really, it, whether whatever your vision is for what you're doing, like helping people, if that's what you want to do, you have the tools right in front of you to do that. Yeah, it's just it's just trying to you know to overcome that perfection. I think we we struggle with that as well, where it's like, well, the grid has to look good. You have to make sure it follows all these guidelines <laughs> right, and everything. Right, right, right. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're not effectively making somebody's life better through that, you know, then it's not worth it. So yeah. So Lauren, jumping into this area, has this informed your writing any in terms of how you write, <laughs> or are you even writing as much as you used to? Um. 
So I have actually gotten more out of the writing space and okay. um, more into kind of looking over our operations side. Yep. But I definitely, you cannot undersell good copy. There's a big yeah. difference between the two. And I think that's something that we've come upon time and time again. You can have a great video, you can have a great podcast, but man, you still got to be able to write. Exactly. Um, so exactly. a valuable copywriter, we've, we've just recently hired an amazing copywriter and man, I, I feel like we can't sing his praises enough and I feel like he could pretty much ask for anything. We'd be like, yeah, you yeah. have it because we can't lose you. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so yeah, there's still some things that, you know, I used to be an English teacher. So it's one of those things that it's like, pay attention kids. Right. It, no matter what you want to do, if you want to be a YouTube star, it still is important that you can still have good copy because you're going to oh need God. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, like the number one thing that even moves YouTube videos are the thumbnail. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand if you don't title that thumbnail right, if the image isn't right. Yeah. So there's there's the visual part of it, but then there's also the written part, right? And they kind of the two kind of come together. So I'm glad you brought that up. So because a lot of people think you could just throw a video up and just hope for the best, and sometimes that happens. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. Sometimes I mean, you, you know, you Very might you rare. know you might get lightning in a bottle, but the reality is is that you need to move people, which is why you know really compelling subject lines and emails get opened versus the stuff that you don't open. Yeah. So, well, you think about your own consumption too. I, we try to talk about this a lot is how are you buying things online? How are you interacting with brands? How right. are you, you know, what don't you like? Well, it's like, oh, I hate to get spam emails, but then people spam email. You know, it's like, well, I just got to get this out to as many people as possible. Yeah. It's like, well, if you don't like that, do you think the other people, like you're trying to, you know, <laughs> connect with somebody, but yet you're, you know, doing practices that are not, not good as well. And, Think about YouTube, clicking on interesting titles, yeah. right? I'm looking, I'm going to YouTube to be entertained or to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just don't even put that in their brain of like, this is what I should focus on when right. I'm creating a title. So they totally miss it. They totally miss it. So, well, before we wrap up, I would love for you to share with this audience. And, and again, just sometimes we have people listening that are thinking about moving here. I just recently had an email from a guy that just took a job with Tyson and he used my podcast as a way to really encourage him because he yeah. wasn't sure about the area. He was kind of on the fence. And then after listening to the podcast, he was like, man, that's exactly where I want to be. And I was like, yes, that's kind of what I was hoping for, right? Because, (laughs) you know, I didn't have this to fall back on when I moved here in 2014. I didn't have a podcast to listen to. I just looked at, you know, Wikipedia and a bunch of stuff on Google, but I didn't have to, I couldn't hear stories about this area, what makes it so special. So as we close, I would love for you to kind of share you know, the why behind, in your minds, why Northwest Arkansas is a great place. I mean, we've talked about it. We've talked about the really great restaurants, but both of you guys just share, you know, what what else makes Northwest Arkansas really special? I mean, goodness gracious. I think it, it's the people here that are amazing. And um, there is, you know, it's growing at a at such a rapid rate, yeah. but yet there's still this close-knit community. And we still rally um, among each other in a pretty dynamic way. And I mean, recently we had a, an officer that was killed. And I, when we, we saw the Fayetteville community yeah, just absolutely. rally, and my brother-in-law is a Fayetteville police officer. Okay. I, there's also that connection. Yeah, yeah. But you also saw that this doesn't happen all the time. And it was just such a unique way that, but it was across the entire Northwest Arkansas. And you could sure. feel that. And I think there's, there's something to be also said as like a local business of how we rally against, you know, not against, we rally for, local businesses, that is something to be really treasured because there's a lot of local businesses growing up in Little Rock that they just never made it because the big chains would just push them all out. And around here, it's the big chains that are getting pushed out because we would rather 
spend our money at the local businesses, which is amazing. So you get such diversity of flavors and different things, which is really great. And I love that some of these big businesses like Walmart and Tyson are also bringing people from all over the United States, all over the world. And so I love that my kids are growing up, maybe not as big as in a big city, but they're still going to see different thoughts and different religions and different races and cultures. And I want them to, to know that. I want them to experience that. Yeah. And that's huge. I'm glad you brought that up. And it's obviously, unfortunately, it's not something that you can experience throughout the state. But, right. but yeah. Northwest Arkansas True. is a yeah. very unique aspect of that. And even with the fact that, yeah, yes, technically we do have a, a Walmart in every corner. Even the small <laughs> businesses have a space to expand and grow. And what people don't realize is that Walmart is actually a big supporter of sm- local small businesses. Yeah. So, you know, it has a trickle down effect. So, yeah. So I really appreciate you sharing that. What about you, Brian? Well, I, I was going to hit on the culture as well, just that there's kind of something for everybody yeah. here, right? Yeah. I love the different aspects of, yeah, Bentonville kind of corporate mindset. We have a lot of really interesting things up here, but then Fayetteville, you have the college and you have just this rally of like around a sports team that we don't really, we don't have any professional sports in Northwest Arkansas, right? right and so, right. or in Arkansas in general. And so there's really this you can kind of jump in wherever you fit. Yeah. There's something here for you. And I don't want to say that so broadly, but it is one of those things that there's so much in this area and in, in this uh, amongst our our four big cities, I guess, that they're not really competing against each other because right. each one has its own individual thing to offer. And I love that. I love the fact that Fayetteville's a little crunchy and, <laughs> and uh, you know, Bentonville's, oh, I've got, we've got our other Fayetteville in, in, the, in the room. She looked over but it is one of those things, and then Bentonville has it, it everything just has its different flavor. And we live in Rogers, so I love downtown Rogers. Mm-hmm. And since Onyx has kind of moved its HQ, HQ to the 1907 and just expanding that down there, but even the trails are different. Like the rail yard downtown Rogers is completely different than some of the other bike parks. And so yeah. there's each, each individual city has its own, but yet the collectively, now that we have six lanes going between everything, it makes it nice and it fun does. to kind of <laughs> get in between them, you know? It does. Uh, it so. doesn't take us two hours now from Bella Vista to get to South Fayetteville. So. Right. It's nice. <laughs> and, and people, it's so funny because like people would tell me, yeah, I remember riding up up and down Business 71 back in the day. I hear all these stories, like yeah. people that would come from Central Arkansas mm-hmm. pre-Bobby Hopper Tunnel. Oh, goodness. What that and was two like. lane was all the like, way. Whoa. I can only imagine what that was yeah. like. So yeah, so we have we have grown and we're continuing to grow. So yeah. I mean that that's perfect. I really appreciate you guys sharing that. Finally, how can people get in touch with you guys at Go Rogue X and what's the best way for them to reach out? GoRogueX.com and then our social channels are all that as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go Rogue X. And then our podcast is Rogue Creators, which we had you on, which right, are right. people doing really cool things, different things in the specifically in the digital space. And so yeah, contact us there. We'd love to. We'd love to connect, and especially right. with people locally or people you know, looking at moving here. Possibly, we'd love to give give some feedback for them as well, and as why they should move here. So. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, man, Lauren and Brian, I really appreciate you guys taking time to share. I'll make sure all that information is in the show notes, and we'll make sure that everybody has all of your con- ways to connect with you guys. And and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank Randy. You. Appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate it. Well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. It was so great to have Brian and Lauren on. I hope you guys learned something. I was encouraged by some of the stories that these guys shared. And I also think that there was something to be, that there were some great takeaways in this particular episode. So I hope you like it. You can definitely shoot me an email whenever Randy at I Am Northwest Arkansas. 
I'd love to hear from you. But in the meantime, as you know, this podcast comes out every Monday. We have a new episode talking about something great here in Northwest Arkansas. So we appreciate you guys listening. You can find us wherever great podcasts can be found. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, you name it. We are there. We're on iHeartRadio. And as I always like to say, if you have an Amazon Alexa, just say, hey, Alexa, play the latest episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. And Alexa will take care of you and let you hear that episode. So that's all I have for you this week. I appreciate it. You can check out our sponsors on our show notes and uh, find out who we've been sponsored by. We really appreciate the exclusive Realty Group and uh, all the great people that have sponsored this podcast that make it possible. If you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, please let us know. You can reach out to me at Randy at I Am Northwest Arkansas. That's all I have for you this week. We will see you next week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.